Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Balanced Wealth Podcast. My name is Jarrett Topel. There are few words in the English language that cause more stress and anxiety than the word taxes. And while paying taxes generally means you made money, that doesn't seem to alleviate people's fear and hatred of paying them. Many people even seem to view the paying of taxes as a kind of government-imposed penalty or punishment. And for many retirees who have saved for most of their adult lives into tax-advantaged savings plans, such as IRAs and 401ks, and now must pay the piper as funds are withdrawn, it often causes a severe negative emotional response we've come to call tax paralysis. Let me give you an example of a situation I've run into with many people over the years to help illustrate the concept of tax paralysis. Rhonda and Joe have worked hard for many years and having done their research, followed conventional wisdom, and prudently saved for their eventual retirements using mostly tax-qualified and tax-deferred accounts, such as traditional IRAs and 401ks. In doing so, they received an upfront tax deduction while, when they contributed and enjoyed tax deferral all along the way. Now, fast forward, Rhonda and Joe are both over age 60, recently retired, and are ready to start spending the money they so diligently saved over the years to enjoy their hard-earned and well-deserved retirement. At our meeting, they tell me that their life dream is to take the whole family, children and grandchildren, on an Alaskan cruise. Yes, obviously, this is a pre-corona conversation. They tell me they've done their research and have found the cruise they want to take, and they need $40,000 from their accounts in the next few weeks. I tell Rhonda and Joe that this sounds like an absolutely wonderful idea, and that with their okay, I'll start the process of making approximately $62,000 of cash available in their IRA accounts to pay for the trip. I also tell them that according to their financial plan, they can very well afford this trip without jeopardizing their retirement or derailing their other financial goals. Joe quickly stops me and says, no, no, no. As I said, we only need $40,000. I explain to Rhonda and Joe that the extra $22,000 is needed to pay the taxes that will be due on the distributions from their IRAs and still have the $40,000 net of taxes needed to pay for the trip. Well, when they hear that their $40,000 trip is actually going to cost them $62,000, they become extremely discouraged and feel almost as if they're being punished by the government for spending their own money. They subsequently put off the trip and continue to let money accumulate in their accounts, despite my repeated assurances that they could easily afford the trip. The result, of course, is that now they're not enjoying the money that they've spent a lifetime accumulating and will miss out on the invaluable experience of traveling with their family and creating those beautiful memories for everyone. Or, even if they eventually bite the bullet and take the distribution, the start of their dream vacation comes with a nasty taste in their mouths, that being $22,000 of taxes, and they never quite enjoy the trip the way they should. The behavioral psychology in this example that we've come to call tax paralysis is an all too common phenomenon which we expect to encounter more and more as millions of baby boomers continue making their way into retirement over the coming years. Now, the good news is there are a few ways to address and at least partially overcome the issue of tax paralysis. The first step is to simply begin to readjust our thinking around savings and taxes. 
It's important to understand that saving into tax-qualified accounts is not a way of avoiding simply a way of deferring them. A change in mindset is needed away from viewing paying taxes on money that's never been taxed before as some sort of penalty or punishment. It very much is not. Addressing the psychology around tax paralysis is often the only tool we have with clients who are already retired. However, for those people who are still saving and accumulating dollars for their eventual retirements, there are some concrete steps we can take now to help mitigate the negative effects of this issue in the future. The most important of which is based on what we call the tax triangle strategy. Simply put, the tax triangle strategy is a way to diversify one's investment dollars through the use of different types of investment accounts so that people have more control over the timing of their taxes and so that not every dollar withdrawn in retirement is taxed at their top tax bracket. As the name implies, a properly implemented tax triangle has three parts, qualified retirement investment accounts, non-qualified investment accounts, and when possible, tax-free investment accounts. Let's start with qualified accounts, the ones where Rhonda and Joe had all of their money. To encourage American workers to save for their own retirements, the government offers the dual incentives of a current tax deduction and tax deferral for money saved into certain designated qualified retirement accounts. The most common types of these qualified accounts are the traditional IRA and the 401k, but there are others as well such as 403bs, 457s, SEP IRAs, etc. Dollars saved into these qualified accounts receive a current tax deduction meaning the worker saves money on taxes at the time of contribution. These qualified accounts also receive tax deferral, which means that no taxes are due on any interest, dividends, or capital gains that occur in the account until funds are withdrawn. Now, to enjoy this tax deduction and tax deferred growth, the investor generally gives up the right to take money out of their account without penalty before age 59 and a half. A common misconception is that contributions to these types of accounts are tax-free, and unfortunately, there are no free lunches when it comes to taxes. Instead, taxes are due when the money is withdrawn from the accounts. Again, these taxes are just deferred taxes, not a penalty or a punishment. Now let's talk about the second type of account used in the tax triangle, which we call non-qualified accounts. Non-qualified accounts are those that do not receive any special tax treatment. These type of accounts are commonly held in a client's individual name, joint ownership, community property with a spouse, or trust ownership. People often use this type of account only as a last resort because they believe that investing as much as possible in tax-qualified accounts is always their best option due to the tax deduction and tax deferral offered. However, non-qualified accounts, despite not providing any current tax deduction or ongoing tax deferral, do offer some advantages. When funds are withdrawn from these non-qualified accounts, only the gains are taxed, unlike qualified accounts where the entire distribution is taxed. In addition, any losses that you realize in a non-qualified account can be used to offset future gains or income. That can't be done in a qualified account. And the realized gain in non-qualified accounts, when taxed, are taxed at lower capital gains tax rates not at the higher ordinary income tax rates qualified accounts receive. And additionally, there are no penalties for withdrawing funds from a non-qualified account prior to age 59 and a half. 
And finally, let's discuss the third and most elusive part of our tax triangle, tax-free accounts. The most common type of account that falls into this category is the Roth IRA or Roth 401k. When using a Roth, an investor does not receive any upfront tax deduction, but he or she does get the advantage of tax deferral, and if managed correctly, the funds can be withdrawn completely tax-free after age 59 and a half. And as with most things financial, diversification is the key. Ideally, when clients reach retirement, we like them to have some money in qualified accounts for the current deduction and tax-deferred growth, some money in non-qualified accounts for potentially lower capital gains rates, and some money in tax-free accounts for tax deferral and tax-free distributions. By having all three types of accounts available, people can better manage their total tax obligation each year by deciding how much to take from each type of account in any given year. You can start by taking money from your fully taxable qualified accounts. Then, once you reach a certain threshold or tax bracket, you can move to start taking money from non-qualified accounts where you receive lower capital gains tax rates. And finally, you can move on to your tax-free accounts as you need more income, and you can do so without increasing your total tax obligation. By using all three accounts in a coordinated manner, it's possible to take the income you need each year, but still keep your total tax obligation down to an acceptable level. And this is how you avoid tax paralysis and better manage your total tax obligation and at the same time, hopefully, fully enjoy spending the money you've spent a lifetime saving. Opinions expressed in this program are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security. It is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. This program should not be construed as financial, legal, or estate planning advice. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital and seek advice from a licensed professional. Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Topel and Dostasi Wealth Management LLC unless a client service agreement is in place.